Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency in Running podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm incredibly excited for today's episode because we've got Vicki Conroy on the podcast. We're chatting all things injury as she found out she was injured four weeks before New York City Marathon. We're going to chat all things how she's going to be coming back and preparing for London Marathon at 2024, as well as a lot of other exciting things. So just sit back and relax, and we'll just jump right into the episode. Right. I'm so excited to have Vicky on the podcast today. Vicky and I have known each other for, I feel like, quite a while now. And this is the first time that we're speaking face to face, well, virtually, which is pretty crazy. And I have been wanting to like have her on the podcast for a while. And I feel like she's got so much going on. So there's a lot that I want to dive into with her today. But before we get started, I will hand it over to Vicky to just give a little intro to herself before we get started. Yay. Okay. I'm so so excited to be here. Um, I am Vicki Conroy. I have been, I just moved to New York City in March and I've been creating content on TikTok since like mid 2020. It's mostly like running, but also I've always said like I never have a niche and I kind of just post whatever I would like to. I do a lot of traveling and everything in between. And I have been in HR for five years, but I just recently left my corporate job. There's a lot going on, but I feel like it's a good time to get in, get into this episode and like so excited excited to be chatting with you, Liz. And thank you for having me. Yeah, it's so great to have you on. And I know that we're I I feel like I know that my podcast is a lot about running, but I feel like there's a lot that is so interesting about like your running journey that I want to dive into. I think that there's a lot to be said specifically about like going through an injury, the mental side of it. And I appreciate you've been so transparent about it on social media. And I feel like that can be super, super hard at times. But before we kind of like delve into that, do you want to just give like a little backstory to like when you started running? Because I feel like you, like me, like many are sort of like amateur runners that like didn't really like necessarily run we maybe played sports growing up but like I feel like if you asked like 14 year old me to go and like run a half marathon I would have been like what are you are you kidding (laughs) yeah no I can definitely chat about it so I grew up playing like rec sports soccer I did cheerleading for a while which everyone is like what you were a cheerleader, which honestly makes sense given the cheer zones that I've been going to for the marathon. Right. Really bringing that side out of me, but I um, was not a runner. I would fake sick to get out of the mile test. Like I (laughs) did running. And then in 2020, pandemic hits. I was bored. My family, actually, it was right before the pandemic. My family had signed up to run a 5K race in Disney World. And I was like, I don't want to be the last one. I'm extremely competitive, but like didn't like not in running. I was just a competitive person. I still am. And so I was like, I don't want to be the last one to like lose this race against my family. So I started training and then COVID hit. So the race got canceled, but I just never stopped running. I don't know what it is. I just like got into this routine of going out there training. I was doing like a couch to 5k program that I found online and just like 
got so into it and started like realizing how much it was doing mentally. It literally was not at all about the physical. It was like mentally, I just was like, this is so fun. And so I just started running more often. And then I started sharing about it on TikTok. And then I signed up for my first half marathon later that year. And so like that was a lot of my content was like training for my first half, having zero idea what I was doing. Like I was so clueless. I had shoes and like a beat up Apple watch and I was using Rice Krispie treats as fuel. Like I had no clue what was going on, but I still use Rice Krispie treats. Let me tell you, those are the best. And so yeah, that's kind of like the running journey. And then I ran a couple halves. I've run three half marathons so far. And like each one, I'm just learning so much more about myself, started training for the New York City Marathon in June of this year and was really deep into training. I was like probably four weeks out and then found out that I have a stress fracture and I'm on the mend now. Um, but we'll definitely chat all about the injury, but I had to stop running cold turkey and it's been six weeks since I've gone for a run, which is crazy. But yeah, we can definitely chat more about that whole side of things. Yeah. And I feel like injury wise, obviously like, yeah, we will talk about that because it's so, so hard, yeah. but I just want to first say that I am I want to commend you for like I know that you like joked about like the cheerleader side coming out (laughs) during New York City Marathon but I I did see what like you posted an Instagram story before New York and you were just like I've been getting DMs you know I I appreciate the people are reaching out and saying like you know and me as well just like I could never imagine being injured so close to a race and then still showing up still coming out and like supporting your friends like all the videos and photos look incredible but I just feel like like runner to runner that must have been a really hard decision to make or was that like something that was like an instant like of course I'll be there of course I'm still gonna show up no it was not so the day that I found out that I had the stress fracture I called my parents and my whole family was supposed to come out and cheer for me and I called them and I was like I can't be there I I don't even want to be in the city I want to like get out like there in my brain there was no way that I could just like be around that environment and you know they were super supportive everyone was like, they were like, you need to do what is best for you and your mental health. And like, we understand if you don't want to be there, don't want to cheer, but day by day, it just got easier. And as time went on, I realized that the community is still so strong and so loving. And I had so many people cheering me on to like come back. And also I have trained with all of these people for weeks. We went through brutal New York city summer training together. And I was like, I have to show up for them. Like in my gut, I was like, this sucks. But also like in my heart, I was like, I have to be there for them because I know that they would show up for me. And like, it's just such a special community. I I say this every week. I'm like the New York City running community changed my life. Running changed my life, but in New York specifically and just showing up with endorphins and our run club, like it was one of the best days. And I knew in the back of my head the whole day, I was like, I wish I was running, but also it was something so far out of my control. Like I had dealt with the fact that I knew I wasn't going to be for a few weeks and I appreciated everybody checking on me, but I was like, this isn't about me. This is about the people that are running. And I had the best day. Like I'm so, so glad that I showed up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, I mean, between when you got the news of your injury and like showing up to cheer for friends, I imagine that like mentally that was like huge difference between the two. It was a roller coaster. 
Yeah. Lots of lots of ice cream consumed, lots of tears. Oh <laughs> ice cream. I was like, one day I was fine and then I would just like burst into tears. Like I would see mm. something about the marathon or I would see something about like I had to delete Strava. I was like, I can't even yeah. see this. I don't want to be around it. Like I just tried to distance myself a little bit, but then I also am so involved with the endorphins run club that I was doing all of their social media. It was like, I couldn't actually escape it. It was just like, I had to do certain things for myself to help. And like, if I needed to cry, I just let myself cry for however long I needed and just like feel all of the emotions and try not to feel guilty for it. You know, I didn't mm. want people to like pity, like I wasn't asking for pity or like yeah. any type of reception. I was just trying to be real because I have gotten hundreds of messages being like, I'm also injured. And like seeing you go through this is so helpful. And like in a weird way, um, not that they like want me to be injured, but like seeing me share about it is helpful. And that for me was huge. Like mm. knowing that people had eyes on me in some way of like how I can show up through this period of like really sadness and just like being upset, like how I showed up and can show that you can still like be involved or you can get through it. Like that for me was huge, like fuel to like keep going. Yeah. Cause I don't know about you, but when I was injured at the beginning of the year, I had a real moment of like, well, how am I going to create any content? Yes. Because like my content is about running. And like, I know that you do a lot of lifestyle stuff too, yeah. but like, was there ever a moment that you ever questioned, like, you know, am I even going to, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to yeah. share it because it hurts so much. Yeah. So I was like, I, first of all, I was like, what? I know I like share a variety of things, but I was like, gosh, like my content was really heavily focused on marathon training. And so I just kind of shifted it. And at first I wasn't really, I took like at least a week or two off from like really doing anything. I didn't want to have any pressure on myself. And then I just started sharing kind of like the day to day of being injured, going through all of the mental emotions, getting back into physical therapy, like making sure people are like doing their PT. Like if I can get one person to do their PT, great. And just like being real about it. And then also because I'd gone to DC for Marine Corps marathon, I was in obviously in New York for that marathon weekend. And then I'll be in Philly next weekend, sharing the other side of like being a cheerleader and like showing up regardless. And I think it's been kind of fun to share different things while also like still intertwining the running stuff. Um, and now I get to share all about my comeback soon. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Lon London 2024. London 2024. It's coming. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited about it. So yeah, I had, I get to run on Thursday for the first time in like six That's weeks. huge. Getting on my like gravity treadmill situation. So mm. I'm really excited for that. And I'm hoping like by December ish, I'll be back up and then I'll start training in January and I can't wait. That's amazing. And I think like, I mean, I imagine that that's going to be an emotional run regardless. Yes. You know, yeah. and I think it'll just I think that it really is all going to personally like for you in London, it's going to just make that so much more meaningful because like personally for me, like that first marathon back post injury, it was like all you could think about was like you were at rock bottom and like just thinking of those rock bottom moments, like do you were there days where like you just really struggled? Like I know that you said that you like really let yourself cry. If you need to yeah. cry, you cry. But like, were there some like serious down moments that you think like, you know, if I'm ever struggling in a race, that is going to be like, you know, reaching to the bottom of the cookie jar and like, yes. you know, thinking of that. 
there were there were quite a few days where I was like, I'm in a hole that I'm never going to come out of. Your mind just goes to such dark places. And it's also like when you go from such high mileage and running five days a week to literally nothing, it wasn't even just about the injury. It was about I couldn't like mentally get the clarity that I would normally get because I wasn't going for a run. I'm thankful that I caught my stress fracture early enough that I was actually allowed to cross train. So I've been Mm. swimming, I've been biking, I was able to walk, which is great, but it's just like, you couldn't, I couldn't get that release. And I almost felt like I was like trying to crawl out of my skin those first two weeks. Cause I was like, I can't go for a run. Like it was just like, you're so Mm. in your head about it. And so those were some really dark days. And I think if I've learned anything, it's like when I am back, I will never, ever, ever take running for granted. Like every single mile, it doesn't matter if the mile sucks. I'm never going to take it for granted because my body's able to do that. And I think that's been something that I've been seeing on social too, is when people share about the bad runs. I think that's great. It's also like somebody will say like, oh, it was raining today. You're lucky you weren't out there. It's like, Mm. no, I would rather run in the rain than not be able to run. And I think that language is like really important to just like be mindful that there's somebody out there that would be in your shoes. Like if they, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like that, those are the moments that I'm going to remember. And when I was in those moments, it was the community that brought me out of them. Like knowing that in London, those people that I cheered for are going to be there. Uh, it's just like though I have chills thinking about it. Like they pulled me out of this and my parents and all my friends and family. But I literally called like one of my closest friends the day that I got my injury. And he was like, we're going to go distract you. Like we're just, and it was just like, there were so many things that were done from friends that pulled me out of it. And they just like showed me all the love in the world. And I, I, like the gratitude is like crazy. So as much as it was like a dark time, I also have come out with like so much gratitude. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, obviously very excited to watch the comeback story and just watch you come back to running. Yeah. Talk to me about endorphins and like, cause I feel like I, what I notice in the running community and also like within myself is like, I think you go, you start from this mindset that like, well, because I'm running on my own, like, you you know, running is an individual sport. So like, you know, you heard about run clubs but I feel like they've only recently in the past few years like become a thing in like major cities like New York and like I've heard so much about endorphins and like watching you be a part of it but I think like really also watching you like become such a like I don't know a huge part of it like with the injury it almost like seems like that really spurred you forward to like just really like and just like embrace yourself into it and like I would literally not be here with that like I would just be like I would be down very bad if it weren't for whatever (laughs) but I yeah so when I was living in Portland before I moved to New York I was running alone every single day there was no there wasn't really at least the ones that I was aware of I don't want to speak for like the Portland community but like I wasn't involved in any run clubs there and I was like what do you mean you're running with people like the only people I were running with were Peloton instructors talking to me through a screen. And I was like, that is really bizarre. But when I moved to New York, I was on my own. My luckily my best friend lives above me, but like, otherwise I didn't have any friends here. And I was like, I have to make friends. 
And so I found endorphins through TikTok and I showed up to my first run in like mid-March and literally never looked back. And now I'm like so involved in the running community here. And I've gone to a bunch of different run clubs, but endorphins just happens to be the one that I like really got into and have made my closest friends through. And there's just something about running with others. I think there's a quote that's like, if you want to run far, run with friends or if you run, run fast, run alone, like something like that. Yeah. Go farther together. And I remember like the second run I ever went to, they were doing a 30 mile perimeter of Manhattan run. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do 30. I'm going to like show up and do like five. And I ended up running a half marathon with them. And I was like, what just happened? Cause like a half marathon in my brain was something I had to train for, for weeks on end. And you realize like how much farther you can go with other people. And so I just got really involved in it and have made like really close friends and then started, they didn't even have like an Instagram when I joined and then just was like, Hey, like, I'd love to help with like the content side and doing all of that. I'm already doing it on my own. Like I was posting on my personal TikToks about it. So I was like, we should just see what happens. And now we're in nine cities while well, we're launching our ninth city in two weeks in LA. And it's like grown exponentially. But I think what's really unique about it is just the inclusivity aspect. You know, we have pace groups that range from seven minutes to 12 minutes at our New York City long runs. And like there's space for everybody. And we just like really want it to be somewhere that anyone can show up alone or with friends and feel welcome. And I think that some run clubs do that really well. And some are like a little bit more maybe exclusive or faster. And it's just really about that community aspect. And I, it's crazy to have seen like where it's grown, but also like, yeah, I wouldn't have gone to DC. I wouldn't be going to Philly next weekend. I probably wouldn't have cheered at New York if it weren't for them. So there's a lot to like be thankful for. That's like all wrapped up in that. But if you are toying with the idea of going to a run club, like I always just say, go for it because it's like, people are scared, right? Like people are nervous to show up somewhere, especially alone, but it's like all of those people are scared, even if they're showing it or not. Like everybody shows up with a little bit of like, oh gosh, like this is awkward. This is weird. How am I going to make friends? But like, I always say, once you get running, you have one thing in common already. You're both going for exactly. You can, you can talk about what race you're training for. If you're not training for a race, great. What do you do for fun? Like there's, you already have that point of entry. Whereas like, if you meet somebody out and about, you have no idea what you have them in common with. And I just find it so easy to make conversation and make friends. So I just like, I cannot recommend it enough. And it's crazy to me that I did the bulk of my half marathon training completely on my own. Cause I don't think I could do that again. Yeah. Yeah. I think running communities play such a huge part into like a lot of like people our age is like training and yeah. how it just kind of like helps you build that community and not feel so alone. And like also right. just, you know, be able to ask like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Like, you know, can you help me with this? And I think it's really cool. The communities that I've seen, like not only like in the US, but like also like London has a ton and it's really cool to see. And I, like you said, like, you know, each one is different. Some are exclusive, some are not as friendly pace wise, but like, I I love the ones like endorphins that are just like so welcoming and just like so embracing of like any runner and just asking someone to like show up as they are. Because I think at the end of the day, like 
people showing up that have never run farther than like three or five miles. And they're like, let's just try it. Like, it's so crazy. And we've turned a lot of people into runners. It's like a niche. It's like Ooh, a niche That's really cool. It's fun. So now shifting into the fact that you have recently quit your full-time job to, yeah. to do content creation full-time. Tell me about that. Is, is endorphins somehow like tied into that? Is it endorphins full-time now? Or is it like, you know, you focusing on like your social media as well? Yeah. So basically I had been in HR for five years and it is super draining. Like HR is a function is just very draining. And I had gotten moved to a new role at my company in March and also moved to New York City in March. And so the past however many months that is, I've just been so unhappy in my job. And for me, it wasn't about necessarily leaving corporate. Like I've said, I don't know if I'll get another nine to five. I may need to. It's kind of like up in the air, but I needed to get out of this like specific role. And I knew that I had the means, thank God for like content and other things that I'm doing on the side to be able to leave that. I know that's a very unique scenario to be in, to be able to just like leave the nine to five and be like, I'll be okay. But like, I really took a look at my mental health and like what I was doing and like what was bringing me joy. And it wasn't that. And I knew that I had to get out. And so I'm going to be focusing on my own content. Endorphins is very much like passion. We're like, scaling. We have like, we don't make money. Like, you know, it's like very much like startup culture. And so I'm still helping with that and I will continue to, but, um, I'm also doing freelance for a couple social media, like brands I'm doing their social media as like their clients, which has been so fun because they're both in the health and wellness space. So I kind of have like multiple things going on, which is good because when I was toying with the idea of leaving the nine to five, I was like, I'm going to go crazy if I don't have set quote unquote job or schedule. And so having the freelance, having endorphins and having my own content, it feels like I'm still, I still have a job, which I know that I do, but it's just not a traditional one. And yeah, so yeah I'm just going to basically try and do this for however long it can take me. And I'm going to dive fully into it and just see where it takes me, especially with being able to get into running. But again, like if I have to get another job, that's fine. It's just one that I need to be really passionate about and have a love for because I was just feeling so drained that it was just not for me anymore. So yeah, I'm excited for the next like few months and just to see where it takes me. Yeah. You posted a video the other day that I really loved like the messaging behind around like leaving or like, I guess like getting the courage to leave something that makes you unhappy and like speaking about like how that it's not necessarily just applicable to your career or your corporate nine to five job but it can be literally anything so was that like something that you really had to sort of from March sort of like kind of ask yourself and really pluck up the courage to say like no I want to believe in myself. I want to choose myself and say like, I deserve something and I am deserving of something that will fulfill me and make me feel joyful every day that I wake up. Yeah. So I feel like I learned that through a couple of different things. It was like, whether it be a relationship that you may be comfortable in, but you just know is not like bringing you joy anymore. It's okay to leave that. I was in Portland for a long time that I, I love Portland. That's like where I spent the majority of my childhood years, but like I needed out. And it like, that city was not bringing me joy anymore. And I felt so stuck. And like, I think that's the key there is like a lot of people will feel unhappy, but they feel stuck and they don't know how to actually get out and they just kind of sit in the unhappiness. And so I think that's what I was doing for the past couple of months. It was like, I was working 
but I wasn't happy. And I was like waking up every day being like, this sucks. And then I kind of had this revelation and it was actually at an endorphins event. It was, we were doing a full day of shooting and it was a Sunday. So it wasn't even work day. And we were like shooting a video for a campaign. And I left that night being like, that was so fun. I loved every second of it. It brought me so much joy and it never felt like work. And I like literally went to bed that night, woke up the next day and was like, I have to get out of here and like corporate job. And it was just like that mindset shift of like, yes, I can. Like you have to believe in yourself a little bit. And it's like, a li- I always say it's a little bit of delusion. It's a little bit of believing in yourself and just being like, I recognize that I'm unhappy. What am I going to do about it? And I said this in the TikTok too. It was like, if you can't leave your nine to five, obviously that's not a feasible option for everybody. I totally understand that. But it's like, what can you do? Can you talk to your manager about a new job? Can you update your resume and start applying? Like there's there that one first step will get you to where you want to be, but you have to like take that initial step and like believe that you can rather than sitting in the unhappiness. So I think that was it for me. It was like, yeah, I was unhappy for a few months. Like, what am I going to do about it? I can't just keep doing this. And then it's like, okay, if I in a couple months realize this isn't really for me, I'll start applying. Like, it's just, it's really about being the self-aware and like understanding where you're at mentally and just taking that one first step. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's incredible. And it's going to be so exciting to watch that in conjunction with the comeback. And yeah, I think yeah. it's like, it's just going to right? like the injury. Yeah. I'm sitting in this unhappiness. What can I do about it? Mm-hmm. Go to physiotherapy. I can cross train. I can eat to make sure that I'm feeling my body. Like there's so many things that I can do. And I felt stuck for the first few months. I was like, I can't go for a run. I'm never going to run again. You know, you just get really deep into the spiral. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, you know, and you're <laughs> run a mile again. And it was like, what can I be doing right now to like help me move past that? And that's like, that's really what is getting me through. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of what you, one of the things that you listed is something that I didn't write down on our list of things to discuss, but I feel like it's something that I want to point out that I do really love about like your content and stuff is that I think like, you know, running or not, injury or not, you have always really portrayed and like shared a very, like, I think just healthy way of showing that like, yes, you need to fuel your body because I feel like that's such a huge conversation. I think you did a video on this at some point because I think it's, it's something that is like kind of talked, it's being talked about more. And I definitely feel like a part of that in, in terms of like, it's taken me some time to like realize like, you know, running or not injury or not I need to be fueling my body because I think all of us at some point or another have like struggled whether it's like your relationship with your food or your body confidence but I feel like whenever I look at your content I'm just like god Vicky's always eating good but like also like I honestly like no joke I had a colleague recently ask me for New York recommendations and I was like I'm just gonna go to Vicky's Instagram and just like go quickly look at all yeah yeah (laughs) but I just wanted to say like I think that you like really do such a good job of portraying that and I think that like the impact of that on you know your big following your big audience like thinking of like how many young girls are watching that and you know looking up to you I think is just like really great and noteworthy that I wanted to point out thank you yeah I I really try to be like mindful about it it's something I've talked about on my page before about my own struggles and it's like always something that's top of mind for me and I think the stress fracture diagnosis actually hit me really hard because my first thought was like I've been fueling so well. Like I, and I think when you hear stress fracture, especially for a woman, you think like under eating or under fueling, 
whatever it may be. And so I got all these tests done and everything came back normal, which is great. But like in the back of my head, I was like, I I just, I couldn't find like that answer. And I was like, gosh, I thought I was doing such a good job. And you know, you never really know what the pinpoint is, but like, I try to be as honest and transparent as I can about like eating and how it has messed with me in the past and how important it is. And just knowing, like you said, that there's young girls or guys following me that need to hear that. Um, I think if you speak from your own personal experience, it's a lot more relatable, but like, I'll be so honest. I love eating, but like, I can't tell you the the thoughts that I've had the past like six ish weeks, especially injury, like when you're told like, oh, you can't really exercise or run a lot of the thoughts that I was having when I was in that like really dark space was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to look like crap. Like you just go so deep into this spiral. And I've had to really shift my mindset of like, no, the only reason you're going to be able to run again is if you're eating and you're fueling correctly. And like, I've always said, I think I said this in a couple of TikToks, I was like, you realize that your strongest body is not your smallest. And Mm. that really sits with me for a long time is like, I, you know, when I first started training, like I was like tiny and it was like crazy to me to look back on that. I was eating Rice Krispie treats and thought that that was like a good way to fuel a half marathon. I had no idea what I was doing. And then you realize how much stronger you are when you're fueling correctly. And so that's always something I want to be sharing about and just being really mindful of. But yeah, it's been hard. Like I, I think part of that comeback, I'm definitely going to be sharing a little bit about like coming out of that injury and that mindset. Cause I think a lot of people really worry about it. Oh, absolutely. And like, I I, I definitely at some point during the injury as well was just like, I I think it's just like you kind of like, I don't know, from experience, your mind just kind of goes like, well, there goes all that hard work. And like, you know, yeah. And, and it's, it's so sad. But I think it says a lot to be able to pull yourself out of it and like, tell yourself like, no, actually, and I, I think as well, like, in with like, I think both of us have sort of like been on that journey of learning, like and seeing the difference that fueling can make in your training. And like, I mean, even watching you in some of those videos, like when you were like going on your longest run and like you would like, you know, each weekend be going like a little bit further, but then like that was the longest that you'd ever run. And like, just like the pure joy that you had and just like, but it's like, it's that, it's that feeling that we always like love and we'll always like do everything that we can to get to. And if that means like fueling correctly, you know, doing our stretches and like PT stuff, like, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I also think like you just kind of hit the nail on the head there too. It was like something else that somebody had said to me right when I, the day that I found out I got injured was don't discount all of the training you did. Like just because you got a stress fracture, it doesn't mean that you did something wrong. You know, like I was, I was like kind of beating myself up for it. Cause I was like, shoot, if I had known that I was causing an overuse injury, like I would have stopped, but I didn't have any idea. Like I didn't have any warning signs. And someone was like, you can't discount the training that you did. Like they literally said, you are a different person than you were when you started training. You ran 22 miles on your own, like, or whatever, I think it was 20 or 22. It was like, you can't discount that just because you're not running the race. Like you uh, have changed as a runner and as a person. And you need to remember that. Cause I think as soon as I got the diagnosis, I was like, I've never run before the whole training has gone, like whatever. And it just kind of like disappears from your brain. But it's like looking back at my summer, there was some crazy, like a lot to be proud of. And you kind of have to remember that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, I think definitely, obviously London's going to be huge for you and it's going to be so meaningful also because I never knew that you were a 
okay? Yeah, that you're a dual citizen, right? Yeah, yeah. So I got dual I got my US citizenship in 2018. But yeah, my family's from north of London in Newcastle. So they're all okay. here for me and I can't wait. It's going to be like a hometown hometown marathon. I I'm See, so- this is I'm excited for you to I've not run New York and you know, I've watched it. I mean, I no, think like the crowd no. I will. I will. But like, I, I don't know that I'd necessarily race that. I've heard about the hills and I've heard these, they, they sound, of course. they, yeah, they sound, they sound rough, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, and I'm a little bit biased, but like, I personally think seven marathons later and like London is still by far my I favorite. Hear, I, hear I think it's, I think you're going to love it. And I think it's going to be like, it's everything that has like culminated to yes. that point next April is going to make it like so much more meaningful, yeah. even though New York would have been super cool. Like you will run New York, like, yeah. you know, you will as well. And you know, it'll come, but like, I think it just kind of feeds into like your running journey and it feeds yeah. into your why. And like, yeah. it's just going to make crossing that finish line in April so much yeah. more meaningful. And like, literally like afraid that I won't be able to finish because I'll be crying. Like I'm like, (laughs) I just know that the emotional release is going to be berserk, especially seeing friends, family, like just being on the course, like seeing this, seeing New York last weekend and how electric it was. And people are like, London's that if not better. It's like, I just know I'm going to be so emotional, but like in the best way. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, you, yeah. I, all I can say is it's going to be a great first marathon. It's going to be a great first time back. And we're all going to be very excited to, you know, follow the comeback journey, watch you go full time. And Yeah. yeah, but I think in terms of like closing, for the episode I just wanted to give you a chance um I'll give you a chance to share like your socials and stuff and ways that people can connect with you but what is one piece of advice that you'd give someone if they're like at the very like they just got the news that they're injured because I still get people asking me like can you do more videos on injury and I'm like I feel like I did a lot because I was just like I was just injured for a while but like I think that like it's just a never-ending thing and like so many people obviously are going through it all yep. the time, all year round. Yep. What would you say to someone that's like feeling like, you know, at that rock bottom feeling? Yeah, I would definitely say day by day or literally for the first day, I was like hour by hour and like, let yourself feel like, don't try to just say it's fine. I'll get over it. Like let yourself feel every single emotion, whether it's anger, sadness. Sometimes I was like, happy or I don't know, like it was just anything and take it day by day. Because if I started to look, oh my gosh, six weeks away, that's so far that I can't do anything. Like you have to just look at it day by day and doing your best looks different every single day. You can show up for yourself one day and it may look different the next if you are having a tougher day mentally or not. And then the second piece is lean on your people and your community. Don't try to go through it alone. Somebody out there has dealt with an injury or knows what it feels like to be, you know, taken out of something that they love. And even if they don't, like humans are compassionate enough to like be a shoulder to lean on. Just yeah, don't try to go through it alone is like my biggest, biggest thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. thank you, Vicky, so much for coming on the podcast. Oh. This was so fun. And I I can't wait to meet in person no. next April oh because it's God. gonna happen. I'm excited. 100%. New York and it's gonna be a whole thing. Yeah.
Yeah. And do you want to share ways that listeners can connect with you, can follow along at the super exciting journey of just yeah. like you now, the comeback to London, be- becoming full time in content. It's going to be so exciting to follow. Yeah. I am pretty much Vicky Conroy on everything. I think my TikTok has a dot in the middle, but that's YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. That's that's all my socials. But I'm, yeah, I'll be sharing a lot more. So I'm excited about it. Great. Okay. I'll, cl- I'll include all of it in the show notes of the episode. And and yeah, just another thank you to Vicky for coming on the podcast today. It was such a fun conversation. Thank you for having me. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode. Thank you so much to Vicky for coming on the podcast. I will have all of her details listed in the show notes in terms of ways that you can connect with her. If you have ever any questions or you want to ask me anything regarding future podcast episodes, just feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram. Otherwise, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye.